0: And Here we go. Liverpool 7, Manchester United 0. Pretty much will be extracted for relevance where everything went wrong in the first five minutes of the second half. But we really, the focus of the analysis happens in majority of the first where we look at where Man United... (laughs) took the risk and gambled on certain flaws of their formation just to employ typical ten hag tactics in the attempt to come away with a, a potentially a historic double over liverpool this season liverpool 433 the first question we usually ask ourselves would be the makeup of their front three The question always involves where would Darwin Nunes play? On the left side, he becomes a genuine playmaker and centrally he is a target man. And in this particular case, Salah and Nunes played as a French duo, while Gakpo, usually a number 10, played off the left but not strictly on the left itself. The key tactical advantage here was Gakpo's positioning as he remained unmarked by Man United's midfield nor their back four simply because Darwin Nunes and Salah put themselves in such wide positions that United had to mark them with their fullbacks. Now Gakpo all alone between the lines technically was occasionally marked by Fred sometimes by Casemiro, sometimes by one of United's two spare centre-backs. So, the question came down to whether Liverpool would actually find Gapo in the opening half. So, this leads to the second question in nature, Liverpool's midfield. Traditionally, they have Fabinho supplementing Bacetic and Elia up front to look more energetic and youthful involving more high-pressing or they could fall back on the experience of Milner as well as Henderson. Klopp mixed up A variety of both, where Elliott remained, supplementing Salah and TAA down the right side. But on the left, he played Henderson ahead of Fabinho, which meant that Liverpool had this lopsided feel where there was a lot of space on the left for Robertson and Gapo to fill up, while on the right side, Elliott worked with the usual triumvirate of Salah and Trent Alexander-Arnold. While there was a lot of flirting action happening in the first half on the right side, trying to target Casemiro, eventually the damage was done by Gakpo. What happened was that Liverpool's midfield three outnumbered United's duo. And really it took to the end of the first half before Gakpo finally found space, not by The fullbacks, nor through United centre-backs, but away from both instead targeting the space behind Fred that had to be drawn out by Robertson as well as Henderson. This complicated tactic eventually led to Gakpo scoring the opener and the question obviously always leads to FPL purposes whether Gakpo will replicate the same role in future matches. The answer lies in between how we perceive Liverpool's midfield moving forward. The question always resolves, revolves sorry, around the tempo that we perceive Liverpool using against sides that are on par with them, if not weaker. Sometimes, Liverpool will try to engage in a high contest high-tempo contest where Bacicic and Elliott would press alongside Liverpool's front three Dominating possession and sometimes we see this type of back-and-forth exchange where they attack slow through the left But suddenly down the right. Oh, sorry. I got that wrong They dominate the right side using Elliott, Salah and TAA But the left side is more sudden where eventually Diogo Jota would come on and punish United in any case the Right side, Triangle, Nunes and Salah, as well as Elliot, all will continue to contribute whether the tempo is fast or controlled, but the left side of Gakpo will most likely be more volatile but certainly involved as the likes of Robertson also had chances in the lead up to the opener. Man United, Man United, who have not been tactically outplayed by their opponents since Aston Villa all the way back in November, if not the thrashing by Man City in October. This time, employed a midfield duo, yet again, Casemiro with Fred, trying to stifle Liverpool's momentum Further back Trying to take Lessons from Crystal Palace Really They tried to use Marcus Rashford To stretch Liverpool's backline While using Anthony As well as Bruno Fernandes To intelligently Press TAA As well as Punish the space Behind Andrew Robertson now that being said, it's not exactly the most practical decision to expect Anthony to track Robertson for the entirety of the first half. So it was unsurprising that once Anthony lost Robertson for the first goal, really we should be giving him credit for just maintaining that tactical discipline for the best part of 45 minutes. Also, we owe to Gakpo's fantastic finishing, and instead we should put the huge, huge blame, really have to objectively say blame on the failure of United's left side to punish Liverpool's right. Many a times, lesser sides have actually hit balls behind Liverpool's backline in that half-space between TAA and his centre-back partners. And if it's not Van Dijk, that gap would be even wider. And in this particular case, Marcus Rashford had the best chance around the half-hour mark to actually take advantage of this weakness. So the question always comes down to what Bruno Fernandes' role was truly in the left midfield role. The answer was to really attempt to use these individual matchups to outnumber and outplay their opponents by using Bruno Fernandes to try and bait TAA in field so that Luke Shaw could bomb forward and that was exactly what happened in the 10 minutes between the 20th and the 30th minute mark where United had majority of the ball and you know the result that created Marcus Rashford's best chance was the idea that Bruno Fernandes would drag Taa infield Shaw would bomb forward behind Mohamed Salah and create United's two most threatening chances in the first half. Now that being said, Ten Hag's always had a penchant for sticking to his tactics, sticking to his principles, and coming up with a more cavalier approach if he were trailing. In this particular case. In fact, United have not trailed for quite a while now. He went gung-ho and instead of using his two centre-backs to come up against Gakpo, he pressed his entire team forward and instead pushing Bruno Fernandes back to try and match Liverpool's midfield instead of waiting for it to be outnumbered. And he shifted his full backs forward in the attempt to just have the ball played at different areas of the pitch. The unfortunate thing was that United just could not get out of first gear where the likes of Luke Shaw, Casemiro and Lisandro Martinez were forced into various areas as Harvey Elliott in that same zone continued to press United down. So as we can see from the highlights itself, in the opening five minutes of the second half, United were basically punished by this simple Liverpool pressure not helped by the fact that United's tactical advantages were all the way further forward. So the real tactical FPL purpose here, really I mean tactical, it lies in our perception of Ten Hag's philosophy. Will he stick to his guns? Will he continue to play Fred and Casemiro in central midfield by, and, and risk other teams playing a three-man central midfield, outnumbering them? Or will he continue to keep faith? Or will he re- instead drag Bruno Fernandes back in order to incorporate a brand new strategy moving forward? An emotional result in the end paved the way for a narrative among FPL Twitter really that revolves around keeping existing assets and not selling them for greedy, chasing-based, double-gaming assets such as Brighton midfielders as well as Brentford attackers. At this stage, Liverpool's results were exaggerated by the fact that United just dropped their heads after being 3-0 down. So, the question comes down to whether we can take the 3-0 result as a solid, meaty, reliable Liverpool process that favoured Gakpo. In Man United's case, we know now that Ten Hag's plans are at least deliberate and their fine form finishers will continue to have big chances and so on. So the question always comes down to whether United will be a side that relies on form and finishing or will they thrive from Ten Hag's various tactics moving forward. This is FPL Teacher who will quickly round up Brentford Fulham up next.